It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The preseason is done, so all that's left is to trim down the Buccaneers roster of 53 active players by Tuesday afternoon, which is super easy, right? That and more coming up on today's episode of Locked On Bucks. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this Monday episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Bucks first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast, and you can follow me, your host, on Twitter. I am David Harrison on Twitter at dharrison82. Credential member of the media covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers for BucksGameDay.com, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Here with you every Monday through Friday. We are here with you every Monday through Friday and following games. James Jarko holding it down live Saturday night, uh, talking with a bunch of you. Appreciate all of you came through for that live episode. And, of course, who have watched or listened to that episode. Since then, I want to share our appreciation to all the everydayers who come through on a consistent basis, continue to support this show, and continue to allow James and I to live out our dream of covering your favorite NFL team. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. On today's episode, I'm going to unveil my 53-man roster projection. It's going to go flawlessly. Everything's going to be perfect. Nothing's going to be wrong. Tomorrow, James is going to share his incorrect 53-man roster projection. And then Tuesday, James and Evan Klosky of WTSP 10 Tampa Bay uh, will be back to react to uh, uh, all the 53-man roster news, the actual 53-man roster news. That will be dropping Monday morning for you. This roster projection drop on Monday. James's will drop Tuesday morning as the uh, moves are beginning to trickle in. And uh, then Wednesday, we will have a full-blown reaction. And then Thursday, we'll talk about season preview stuff. And then after that weekend, we've got uh, we've got football, guys. It's right around the corner. So if you don't already know, roster cut down day, kind of a big deal, right? And in years past, there's there's been some fluctuation here, but in years past and, and a lot of years past, teams have had to cut down in increments, right? They've had to have two or three cut down days. It's it's flexed here and there, but having the what one cut down day is very, very significant. One, it gives teams maximum opportunity. I mean, you got guys in camp that they might be undrafted free agents or journeyman veterans, what have you. You've got guys in camp and you can have them from the beginning of camp. You can have them from OTAs, mandatory mini camp, however early you sign them all the way up to the end of August, and you literally get every possible opportunity to see what they can do. But in previous systems, it was kind of like, okay, you got to cut guys. After like, I think it was like the second preseason game, you had to cut guys. And, you know, it's just you don't get the full opportunity to see if guys are going to take lessons in the classroom, on the practice field, on the playing field, and turn them into production. So it really gives you an opportunity uh, to see what you can do. Plus, from a long-term health circum- or, uh, situation, you know, if you're down to – I don't know, 70 players here the final week of the preseason, you may not be able to rest every single player that you would like to rest uh, You know, in the meantime. So there's kind of a give and take because 
some of the theories are, you know, well, earlier cut days allows a player to go to another camp and maybe they they outshine a guy at that, at that camp and they can earn a roster spot. I would say it's more valuable to show teams what you can do long-term learning, developing, and you also have more of an opportunity to prove to the team that has you right now that you're either worth an active spot on the roster or a practice squad spot, right? And I think that's that's certainly more valuable. And to me, if I'm a player, I want more opportunities to show the team I'm with that I'm valuable, not more opportunities to show more teams that I'm valuable in a very short period of time, if that makes sense. So that's what we're about to deal with here. One cut down day. Uh, it's going to be super brutal for the guys that are involved. You know, Coach Bowles, Jason Light, they got a lot of bad news uh, that they got to deliver to a lot of people here very, very soon. But it's necessary because this is what the NFL uh, rules are. Obviously, there are three players that are going to make the active roster that we can jump right off the bat with, right? And that's the specialist. So you got kicker Chase McLaughlin, uh, very short-lived competition there uh, at the kicker position. But Chase McLaughlin is going to be your kicker. Punter Jake Camarda and long snapper Zach Triner are going to be your three specialists. So those guys, boom, right off the bat, we go from 53 available roster spots to 50. Uh, the funny thing about Zach Triner, uh, I actually talked to someone over at EA recently and they told me that the video game company is working on ideating ways to make the long snapper uh, valuable or worthwhile or, or have some meaning right uh, in the Madden football game franchise, meaning that here in a couple of years, maybe Zach Triner won't be a tight end that you immediately cut so you can uh, sign a, a receiver, or sign whatever you want. So we're down to 50. And before I unveil my 50 offensive and defensive players split, not necessarily, not necessarily 25 and 25, but before I unveil my 50 players, I want to share with you where the toughest decisions came for me when I was going through and making these roster decisions. The first tough decision I had was whether or not we keep two or three quarterbacks, right? And this is if me, if I'm, if I'm, you know, controlling the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or what I think the Buccaneers will do. So if you haven't been paying attention to all the rule changes, one of the rule changes this year is the emergency quarterback rule. So basically what the emergency quarterback change uh, allows NFL teams to do is you can have a third quarterback available to you on game days who will dress but will not be a part of your game day active roster. So understand, 53-man active roster, 46-man active game day roster. So you can have a quarterback who's who's not active on your active game day roster, right? so not one of the 46, but he does suit up, warms up, he's available, can have the headset, all that stuff. And if you lose both of your quarterbacks to injury, both your active quarterbacks to injury, that third quarterback can now be made active, right? You basically take one of your injured quarterbacks, make them inactive, make that third quarterback active, and now you have an emergency quarterback who's not a receiver or a tight end. So that's that's a really great change, and it comes obviously from the San Francisco 49ers losing like seven quarterbacks in the playoffs last year uh, when they lost to the Philadelphia Eagles. The kicker on it, though, is that that quarterback, that third emergency quarterback, has to be on the active roster. He can't be a practice squad call-up. So if you're going to take advantage of this third quarterback, uh, or emergency quarterback situation. Basically, what it means is you have to have a third quarterback on your active roster, on your 53-man active roster. On game day, he doesn't have to be one of the 46. Then if you lose both your quarterback's injury, he becomes one of the 46. One of those injured guys does, you know, stops being one of the 46, uh, and you do that. So how that will impact team decisions, How who keeps three, who keeps two, that was a question that I kind of had to answer for myself thinking trying to trying to deduce what i think the buccaneers will do i think the buccaneers keep two quarterbacks i think it's a great rule i don't know that the buccaneers are really all that concerned about it when you look at some of the other position groups that they want to keep talent in so i think the buccaneers keep two quarterbacks uh on the active roster it doesn't mean that john wolford doesn't make the practice squad or if he you know lasts through uh to get to the practice squad but i think on the active roster you have two quarterbacks next running back Keyshawn vaughn 
Um, you know, the, the decision that has to be made there for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is do, do we as an organization, this is speaking for the Buccaneers, do we believe there's more ceiling to reach for Keyshawn Vaughn? James Jarko has been very clear. He clearly does not necessarily believe that Keyshawn Vaughn has any more ceiling to climb to. I'm not sure I'm so concerned or so uh, convinced that he does either. And in this preseason alone, Keyshawn's had 17 carries, 22 yards. It's a 1.3 yards per carry average, two targets, one catch, 10 yards. Uh, and this is the lowest of elusiveness grade that he has ever gotten from PFF in his three preseasons in his career. So his elusive ability as a running back, his elusiveness to, to avoid contact, to avoid defenders uh, when running the ball is actually going down. So not only is your yards per carry terrible, your catching game, your, your, your contributions to the pass game aren't very good. But now you're not being uh, nearly as elusive as you used to be. Those are not good signs for a running back, especially with Chase Evans on the roster uh, and especially with Sean Tucker coming on. So I don't know that the Buccaneers have a lot to cling to to believe that Keyshawn Vaughn is still long for this team. Plus, you realize the head coach that was here, the offensive-minded head coach that was uh, in charge when he was drafted, no longer on the coaching staff. He's still in the building, but he's no longer on the coaching staff. Dave Canales is not the offensive coordinator who was here when Keyshawn was brought in. So there's a lot of new faces and, you know, whatever goodwill or we really liked you coming out of Vanderbilt energy there is uh, may be running out. And then finally, trench depth. I mean, that's that's really one of the biggest decisions every team has to make on their roster. There's an old saying in football, it's hard to be good uh, or hard to be bad when you're good in the trenches. I think the vice versa or the opposite of that uh, applies. It's hard to be good when you're bad in the trenches. And so if that with that said, you want to keep as much trench depth as you possibly can. I went 20 players in uh, the in the trenches alone, which means out of the, all the other position groups, you only have 30 spots left. So who got those 30 spots? Well, who got the 20 trench spots? I'll tell you that as well. But who, who else got the uh, the other 30 spots? All that coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's roster projection episode is sponsored by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy football and the best place for best ball. August is here, and you know that means the official start of Fantasy Football Drafting Month. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft. No waivers, no trades. Underdog sets your best lineup for you every single week. You don't even have to worry about it. You just come back and find out how much money you've been winning. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament. The largest fantasy football contest of all time is back and even bigger with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Last year, the winner drafted their team in July. So don't wait around. Get your roster set right now. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. That's what I did. And sign up with a promo code locked on. You'll get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's underdog fantasy promo code locked on. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Bucks is ready to unveil my 53-man roster projection. Already unveiled three of the 50, the specialists uh, getting their, their spots. Every day is make sure you come back tomorrow for James's 53-man roster. We'll go over his projections, and we'll talk about our differences and why he is wrong, why I was right ahead of Tuesday's cut-down day. So now let's get into the projections 
And the way that I kind of want to do this is I want to start just with the starters, but let's flesh out the starters and then we'll come back and we'll flesh out the depth, right? So on the offense, your quarterback is obviously Baker Mayfield. That's your starting quarterback. Starting running back is Rashad White. Wide receivers, you have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. And this is, if there's if there's a first place that James and I are going to disagree, it could be here. I've got Trey Palmer as the number three wide receiver. When you talk about traditional, you know, offensive sets in the, this NFL, I do have a third receiver as a starter listed here. Uh, so Trey Palmer, although it's interesting because you don't have a third corner listed as a starter, even though uh, that's that's certainly something that could happen. But anyway, Trey Palmer, number three wide receiver on my roster, tight end. Kate Otten is your starting tight end. Then your offensive line going from left tackle to right tackle. You got left tackle Tristan Wirfs, left guard Matt Filer, center Robert Hainsey, right guard Cody Malk, and right tackle Luke Gettigy. I don't know that there's a lot of question there. I think that's pretty much, you know, that's pretty much par for the course. I think Trey Palmer, again, maybe is the one that you you talk about. Uh, but James and I have already talked about the Trey Palmer, Devin Tompkins kind of dynamic. And I think that, at least for me, you know, it's it's kind of like what formation, what down, what distance, what matchup. You know, I don't I don't think it's just it's going to be as hard as just one guy is just the third receiver. There's going to be different packages for all of them. So there's your 11 starters for the Bucks offense. Uh, now we're down to 39 roster spots. We need 11 starting defenders, and for those, uh, I go defensive line: Kalaja Kansi, Logan Hall on the edges, Vita Vea uh, as your down nose tackle again, the edges of your down lineman. So defensive end. Uh, whatever you want to call it, linebackers, outside linebackers. I got Shaquille Barrett, Joe Tryon, Shoinka, inside linebackers, Lamonte David and Devin White. Your corners are Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis. The third, your safeties are Antoine Winfield Jr. and Ryan Neal. And there are some reports coming out. I know I saw Matt Materia, Peter Report, uh, wrote something on Antoine Winfield Jr. Maybe not being ready for the regular season. But again, this is just your starting lineup. If everybody's healthy, obviously, Kalaja Kansi uh, is a guy that's also in question there. Um, as well. So there's your 11 starting defenders. So already we got our 11 starting defenders, 11 starting offensive players or specialists. We're down to 28 spots left for depth. And that's where we have to get a little bit picky and a little bit choosy. And I think we're going one deep on quarterback. So I got Kyle Trask again. I don't think the Buccaneers are going to keep a third quarterback active. So I do think John Wolford is, is headed for the practice squad. If he's not going to start the season on the pup, I mean, suffering that neck injury didn't play in the preseason finale. Uh, so he could potentially start the season on the pup list. Uh, as well so we'll see what happens there but either way if John Wolford is healthy if he's not healthy I think that the Buccaneers go two quarterbacks deep uh, on their depth chart so Kyle Trask is obviously that quarterback running backs I think you're gonna have two depth two deep a two deep backup set uh, of running backs and I do think it's Chase Edmonds and Sean Tucker so that answers the question on whether or not I think Keyshawn Vaughn is long for this roster uh, I do not I think it's Chase Edmonds I think it's Sean Tucker those are your running backs coming in wide receivers behind our three starters I think you have Devin Tompkins, David Moore, and Rakeem Jarrett. So we're going six deep at the receiver position. And then tight ends, you've got three tight ends behind Kate Otten, Coquif, Payne Durham, and David Wells. Uh, David Wells may be on the field before Payne Durham uh, as far as depth is concerned, but that is the trio of tight ends that I've got uh, behind, behind Kate Otten. So four tight ends. And then offensive line, I, I had a little bit of, of, you know, like I said, I had, I had a little bit of determination on how do I get to go about this. I did go. 10 deep on the offensive line. I think the Buccaneers are going to want to keep one offensive lineman back up per offensive line position. Doesn't necessarily mean they're going to stick to a true, well, you're the backup left guard, you're the backup right guard. You know, it could just be what we, you're, our, you're our next guard on the field, you're our next tackle on the field, or swing tackle, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but I got Justin School, uh, School, Aaron Stinney, Nick Leverett, John Moljan, and Brandon Walton as your backup offensive lineman. So 10 offensive linemen uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, leaving us 
14 spots on the defensive side of the ball, defensive line backups. I've got Patrick O'Connor, Greg Gaines, and Will Golston, uh, the veteran who came back here late this offseason. Linebackers, your outside linebackers, I've got Yaya Diaby and Anthony Nelson backing up Joe Tryon, Shoinka, and Shaquille Barrett, so four outside linebackers. I've got three backup inside linebackers sitting behind Levante David and Devin White, KJ Britt, Servasi Dennis, and JJ Russell. Uh, I think it's really important to remember linebackers, especially your off-ball linebackers, tend to be your heavy special teams contributors. So I think J.J. Russell makes it there over some other guys who could possibly make it or be on the bubble uh, because of that special teams contribution. Cornerback Zion McCollum, D. Delaney, and Keenan Isaac. Those are the three guys I have backing up Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis. So five corners there. And then for safeties, I've got Nolan Turner, Christian Izian, Kayvon Merriweather. Uh, so five safeties, five DBs. And we've got uh, a nice a nice stack of six defensive linemen and then four outside linebackers, 10 trench players, if you want. I know I know outside linebackers don't put their hand in the dirt too much, so some people don't consider them trench players, but they're part of your front. So I consider them trench players. So 10 DBs, uh, six wide receivers, 20 trench players. You know, that's that's pretty, pretty much how I have this broken down for the Buccaneers initial. 53-man roster. I think it's important to understand initial 53-man roster. This is not necessarily how it's going to shake out when everything is said and done, and I don't think that uh, any NFL team in the history of 53-man rosters has started and ended with the exact same 53 guys and gone through the rest of the season with those 53 guys. So there are some names that are not making the 53 according to my projections. Who of them could land on the practice squad? That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. And that is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite concert, sports event, or any event shouldn't be a stressful experience. The idea is to have fun at whatever you're going to attend. So why should the ticket buying experience take away from that? With Game Time, it doesn't have to. Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped. For the fun you're about to have and game time is the last is the place for last minute tickets forget planning months in advance game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event and the game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference you can even see images for your, of your seats before you buy them so you know exactly what you're getting yourself into snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use code Locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on NFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, low prices guaranteed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Wrapping up this episode of Locked On Bucks, talking about the three-man roster projections from me. Again, tomorrow, come back, and James will have his 53-man roster projection. And then Tuesday, the Buccaneers will actually tell us who their 53-man roster is going to be, and Evan Klosky will join James Jarko to talk about it all. I've given you my 50 offensive and defensive players, my three specialists, talked about why I made some of the decisions I did as far as depth is concerned at certain positions, specific players, uh, specific groups. 
Now we're going to take the rest of the players that didn't make the initial 53-man roster and put them potentially on the practice squad. And practice squads are allowed to have up to 16 players. I will tell you right now, I do not have 16 players on the Buccaneers practice squad. The reason for that is I think every year, almost every year, I don't know if it's every single season, but for the most part, we see teams kind of go after some other players, some other teams, uh, guys that they've waived, maybe guys that they liked before, maybe guys they wanted as undrafted free agents themselves, whatever the reason is. Uh, we see them go after other players, teams, other teams' players. So I don't know that the Buccaneers are necessarily going to have an organic 16-man practice squad of just players that have been in Bucks camp, right? So I left a couple, a little bit of wiggle room, a couple spots open so that if there are players out there that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers like from other teams, because I've talked to scouts before and, and there's always scouts in the, in the stadium for the teams and they're scouting some of those late round draft picks, some of the UDFAs that each team has. So, you know, when, when, when they're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers or they're playing the Baltimore Ravens, there are Buccaneers scouts that are watching those bubble guys for other teams to say, Hey, maybe this guy is a guy that if he gets waived, we want to pick him up uh, for our practice squad or for our team, what have you. So, I left a little bit of wiggle room, right? So my practice squad, though, quarterback John Wolford, again, depending on his health situation, I do think he makes the practice squad if he gets through waivers and, and all that stuff. I think they add him to the practice squad. Running back, I don't necessarily believe the Buccaneers are just going to cut cut the tether with Keyshawn Vaughn and say, hey, thanks for your service. Have a, have a good future elsewhere. They might, and honestly, Keyshawn Vaughn might prefer if they did, but I think that they're going to keep one of either Keyshawn Vaughn or Ronnie Brown on the practice squad. Again, all of this is pending whether or not the player actually uh, agrees to come back or is not picked up by somebody else if they're subject to waivers, uh, stuff like that, right? Wide receivers, I think Kalen Geiger and Cade Warner certainly could be back on the practice squad. Tight end Dominique Daphne uh, is another player. Offensive lineman Michael Neese and Raquan O'Neal, I, I feel like could be back. Dedra Sanat and Mike Green for the defensive line group. Jose Ramirez and Ulysses Gilbert. Uh, Ulysses Gilbert, cornerback Josh Hayes and Anthony Chelsea could be back. And then safety Kendrick Whitehead. Uh, what's interesting here is that there are more than there's more than one. There's a couple of of draft picks here that the Buccaneers have that uh, end up on my projection not making the initial 53 man roster, and they end up being practice squad candidates. And NFL teams, NFL GMs, do not like doing that because it basically tells everybody we drafted a guy that maybe we should have drafted somebody else. And and you know to a certain extent you have to take that with a grain of salt because you know some guys are like very end of the seventh round type of guys and you know you don't want to you don't want to you don't want to you know crucify a a gm for a pick like that you don't want to crucify a gm for you know really six seventh round picks not working out especially their rookie seasons give them a year find out what they have uh to do now uh when i looked at nfl communications the uh, official waiver wire uh transaction sheet for sunday august 27th no tampa bay buccaneers transactions had officially been made. But of course, we do have reports. Ryan Jensen's going to be heading to IR, so he's not going to be part of the active roster, obviously. Uh, Greg Almond of Fox Sports has reported uh, that the Buccaneers are waving linebacker Ulysses Gilbert. Again, he's someone who I kind of uh, projected as a potential practice squad player if he's not claimed by somebody. Uh, Don Gardner, the cornerback, has been released uh, with an injury settlement, according to Almond. Uh, again, outside linebacker Halmakar Rashid, also uh, part of the part of the guy's uh, part of the group outside linebacker waived, according to Greg Almond. Cade Warner, the wide receiver, according to Peter Report, is is on his way out. Uh, another guy that I, I identify maybe as a practice squad target. So some of these players already being reported, but they have not again. And I just pulled it up again. The NFL transaction wire uh, for Sunday, August 27th. None of those moves, no IR moves have been officially reported by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
you know, it, it doesn't mean it's not happening. It just means it's not officially official yet. Right. So we'll wait. We'll keep an eye on that. And then tomorrow uh, on Monday, when we record our Tuesday episode, we'll bring it up again and we'll look at what is officially made and what's, you know, simply being reported. And again, not in any way, shape or form saying that Amon, Peter report, they're not wrong. It's just not officially official that those guys have been waived, but certainly some, some practice squad uh, candidates. And look, sometimes guys, so like Hamilcar, like he could be back because sometimes that's what teams do is they, they wave guys early because they're hoping that like, you know, the Washington commanders, the New York giants and the New Orleans saints, they're all busy making their own roster decisions. And once you wave a guy, it starts the clock, you know what I mean? And, and teams only have so long to put in those waiver requests. And if you're too busy sorting out your own roster, maybe one of our guys that we really like slips through and we uh, bring him back to the practice squad before you have the opportunity. But We'll see what happens. Uh, that's my projection. So let's go over this again uh, one more time before we get out of here. So my active 53 quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield, Kyle Trask, running backs, Rashad White, Chase Edmonds, Sean Tucker, receivers, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Trey Palmer, Devin Tompkins, David Moore, Rakeem Jarrett, tight ends, K-Dot and Keith, David Wells, Payne Durham, offensive linemen, Tristan Wirfs, Matt Filer, Robert Hainsey, Cody Malk, Luke Gedeke, Justin School, Aaron Stinney, Nick Leverett, John Molshan, Brandon Walton flipping over the defensive side, defensive lineman, Kalijah Kansi, Vita Vea, Logan Hall, Patrick O'Connor, Greg Gaines, and William Golston. Outside linebackers, Shaq Barrett, Joe Tryon, Shoinka, Yaya Diavi, Anthony Nelson. Inside linebackers, Levante David, Devin White, KJ Britt, Servassier Dennis, JJ Russell. Cornerbacks, Jamel Dean, Carlton Davis, the third, Zion McCollum, Dean Delaney, Keenan Isaac. Safeties, Anton Winfield Jr., Ryan Neal, Nolan Turner, Christian Izian, Kayvon Merriweather. Specialist kicker, Chase McLaughlin. Punter, Jake Camarda, long snapper, Zach Triner, and practice squad. You're looking at John Wolford, the quarterback, running backs, Keyshawn Vaughn or Ronnie Brown, wide receivers, Kalen Geiger and Cade Warner, tight end, Dominique Daphne, offensive lineman, Michael Neese and Raekwon O'Neal. I misspelled and on my uh, slide on YouTube, so I apologize for that. Defensive lineman, Dedrin Sanat and Mike Green, linebackers, Jose Ramirez and Ulysses Garrett uh, Gilbert, sorry, cornerbacks, Josh Hayes and Anthony Chelsea and safety, Kendrick Whitehead. So. That is my 53-man roster projection. Of course, if you disagree, if you agree, uh, or, or if you just have any other comments, I'll obviously uh, let me know down in the YouTube comments. Coming up tomorrow, we'll be back. James will be here to tell us his 53-man roster projection. We'll talk about where we disagree, where we see things differently, uh, and we'll go from there and let you all weigh in as well. In the meantime, if you got questions, comments, leave them in the YouTube comment section. Hit us up on Locked on Bucks, a podcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at dharrison82, at jrconerscorebucks, or at Locked on Bucks. Till we speak again, please be safe, be kind, fire the cannons, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked on Bucks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.